What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. <laughs> Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. Man, you caught me. You caught me <laughs> vaping there on the first one. It's almost like I got caught stealing and so just looked around the room like, oh, shit, you're already counting? Mid-vape. Mid-vape, dude. Uh-huh. Can't vape on the pod, dude. Can't vape on the pod. <laughs> There's no vaping on the pod, Jerry. No, because it just sounds like I'm smoking a crack pipe or something. Welcome. Speaking of which, welcome to the A's for Alcoholic podcast. <laughs> uh, thank you all for uh, joining us. Just yeah. want to say real quick, if you haven't already and if you have a moment, please rate and or review us on iTunes. Yeah. Do that. On Google Play. On wherever you listen to this podcast, say hello, share your love. We will do the same when we can. Hell yeah, we will. Um, our sponsor is Green Camel Press. As always, we just bought some t-shirts. If you want a Green Camel Press t-shirt, they will be available for sale very, very soon, if not yeah. by the time this airs. So, nice. Yeah, you like that? Right on. Yeah, yeah. Got a good, good Gildan. Oh yeah, Gildan it's brand. really. Yeah, I don't know what the, the brand Gildan. is, but it's really. It's a nice, soft cotton T-shirt. It's an right. apple green. It's a soft like nice. Granny Smith apple green, with nice. the camel logo on the front and the website mm-hmm. on the back. Small, medium, large, extra large, and I think I have one double xl that i ordered yeah i don't get a lot of double xl orders but um so we have t-shirts yeah and a is for alcoholic we're still working on what do you want to do jerry we're going to do like a coffee mug or something or a something i don't know a water bottle or a water bottle coffee mug i don't know okay. fridge magnets lapel pins i'm not sure yet <laughs> maybe a nice bandana Ooh, yeah Ooh, yeah some old English lettering that just is like alcoholic on A is for alcoholic. Uh, I'm not sure yet. Okay. Uh, we'll figure something out there. We'll offer something to people. I've got a ton of artwork sitting in an iPad, so okay, we can figure something out. Awesome. So yeah. um, this week is the letter C. We wanted to talk about celebrations yeah. and different kinds of celebrations, what it means right. to... What it means to celebrate sober, which is not often the two don't when you think about them, they don't go hand in hand, at least not really. Not when you think about it from the from the perspective of drinking. No. You know, Um, you're like, yo, let's have a sober party, get some cream pies. (laughs) It does. Anybody here want a LaCroix? (laughs) Nice Mountain Dew? Talk about our uh, spiritual fitness. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, yeah. It's so I, I guess going back to when I was drinking heavily, um, and even, you know, alcoholically and still having fun, but that right. was the, that was the crux of all the fun was how we were going to get alcohol, where we right. were going to get it, how much to make, to make sure we had enough or getting ready to go out and combing your hair and getting cleaned up. And we'd all, I mean, right. when we lived together, we'd always be like getting ready to go out and like drinking, you know, having a couple of cocktails before what a pre-gaming yep. that kind of thing. And oh yeah. So the yeah. entire social network, the entire party was revolved around alcohol 100% every single time and often every single night. Yeah. So more uh, more often than often. More often than often. Incredibly frequently. <laughs> sometimes yeah. for days on end. I don't know yeah. how I don't know how I did that sometimes and still I mean I was going to say and maintained a job, but I was fired from a couple. From yeah, a you, you, well, you would, the, the ones you hung on to, I think they had more of a liberal par- policy as far as having like a lush wandering around, you know? Um, yeah, I, and I, I'm just thinking about one time where I was, I was, I, this place that I started washing dishes and I did like a little prep. And um, this coffee shop that Jerry and I both worked at, and we talked about oh, how I, I got fired from this job party. eventually. But I just uh-huh. remember the night before dropping LSD and staying up all night, and I had to wait tables the next morning. And so I was drinking beer in the parking lot before my shift at 8 a.m., and I had this yeah. like aquamarine shirt on with this paisley tie, thinking that if I was dressed nice, and that to me was nice at 20 right. or 21, um, yeah that nobody would notice that I was sweating profusely and smelled of malt liquor. Malt liquor, yeah. So <laughs> it's been a, it's <laughs> that that to me was a party, man. That was that was what celebrating <laughs> was all about and that was right. just that was just Saturday night. I love it. You're like, "Yo, I look like I uh, was in a shit truck that skidded down a ravine. <laughs> I think this aquamarine shirt and this tie I found will make me look less like that." Mhm. That's Yeah. That yeah. was that was my rationale at twenty one. Oh yeah, well yeah, especially twenty one and full of liquor. Yeah, and LSD. Yeah, and it's it's funny because uh, when we were texting each other, I had thought of the term celebrate even as like a celebrating of your own celebrating your own sobriety, right? The way I had mm-hmm. looked at it when we were texting the terms back and forth was uh, how a lot of the times in recovery we recovery we tend to portray it as this really difficult, sad hard thing which there are the really difficult sad hard aspects to it you know and that there's this fault of character that causes you to be this way and these things that are hard and insurmountable you know and i always look at and then when i thought of the word celebrate i thought yeah but what about all the good parts of it you know and not not even just the uh financial parts or the fiscal parts or like your family's back together you know but just even the the celebration of just being able to appreciate life and live in that moment that something beautiful is happening and you're aware of it, you know, or something awful is happening and you're aware of it. You know, that's the way I thought of it. I thought of it more of like, you know, Eugene, Oregon yoga silhouette, like (laughs) celebrate, not mistake motherfucker, you know? Yeah. Being conscious, being, being grateful. Yeah. Being, uh, being, yeah, just being happy that at the very least that you are now beginning to, at least an early recovery for me, was that 
okay, so one, I can do this for a day, and then I could do it for two days, and that felt really good. Right. Yeah, and right? So that's a little celebration right It's a there. little celebration. And, and then realizing that slowly but surely and sometimes you know like dragging my feet and there were there were yeah. there were nights where i was i was really distraught and upset and i would cry and i wouldn't know what to do and what the hell am i doing and all this stuff and and then afterwards feel a lot better about things and go okay so this is just you know and i think it it switches over from that that i don't know what the hell i'm doing to that you that feeling of like oh this is just what i do now shit right (laughs) (laughs) to like wow what an amazing thing what an amazing gift what an amazing um what an amazing way that i that i get to live my life now right Um, right and i don't know you talked about this before and i always love your you know because you've been to these these sober dances before yeah. a couple of dude, them. those people are fucking wild dude. <laughs> but it is not and i think some of the literature that we prescribe to talks about one of the phrases is we are not a glum lots yeah i love that we are not a glum lot i mean we can be mm-hmm. yes we certainly can be yeah um but humor is a huge part of it enjoying life is a huge part of it um you know there's not any you can't you can't just be serious about it all the time. There's no, no. there's no fun and it won't last and it won't it won't stick, I don't think. It it certainly wouldn't for me if I wasn't able to laugh at myself. Right. And look at those I think the idea is once you recognize that you're getting better, you start feeling better, mm-hmm. you know. That's why I love the term recovery because like you break a leg, you recover from that shit. And eventually you get to walk and you May break it bad enough that you walk with a limp, you know, but you'll still get to walk eventually. You get to walk you know? again. Yeah, so it's like that. I always love that term recovery because I'm just going to keep getting better. You know, if I just keep continuing on the course I'm on, on my nautical terms, on my <laughs> little ship, yeah, I'll just keep getting better, you know. And that's a celebration in of itself, man. I've been waking up lately at 6.30 in the morning. I've never done that in my life. I know you've been getting up at 5.00. You know. A little bit less these days, but yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, I got to get my daughter ready for school. And so I would like push it at the last minute, you know, when she first started school. And now, man, I'm in bed by like 11 o'clock, 1030 sometimes. And I get up at six and I love it. And it's cold as fuck up here. <laughs> but still, like, there's just something about it that I just, I just, um, I don't know, man. There's just this, this tiny celebration. I would have never been able to accomplish that. In the, in while drinking, mm-hmm. I would be up till six in the morning. Absolutely, I'd see the sun come up. I don't know if I've said this on previous podcasts, but back in the day, if I saw the sun coming up when I was drinking, I was like, "Today's gonna fucking suck." Like today's gonna be hard because I've been up this late and I've probably done some coke too. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm watching the sun come up today is gonna be a hard, hard day. Like I'm gonna have to get go through this shit. I'm gonna have to be hung over and feel awful. And now I get up and see the sun come up, and I'm like, "Yo, today might not be that bad." Mm-hmm. Actually, today would probably be great. I got a head start right now. Like I'm ready to go. You know, that's one thing that I love too. When I when I'm able to, you know, when I don't have to work in the evenings these days, and and I can get up early. And that idea of getting a head start and being being prepared for the day and being right. You know, it's, getting it's weird, man. It would like definitely in our 40s, right? <laughs> I mean, because like tw- even 30 year old me would be like, "What the fuck are you doing, dude?" Like. Mm-hmm. 
that's inhuman. It's unhuman, inhumane, unhuman. It's unhuman. It's just not what normal people do. No, Jerry. getting up at six. Get your ass back. I had to be at work by <clears throat> noon, man. In my old, my thirties, I would wake <clears throat> up at noon to run down to work to draw on people all day and be late. You know, like you can't even be there by lunchtime, dude. Like, yeah, you can't even make it by lunchtime. It's lunchtime. Come on now. Um, did you ever, uh, did you ever drink before work? Did you ever? No, not, uh, uh-uh, yeah. not, re- no, I can't even say not really. I never did because that was one of my rules. I don't know if we ever mm. went into this, right? During my, during my active alcoholism, I had rules. I had sets of rules and I would follow them. And I realized in my sobriety and my recovery that I, I really like regiment. Like I really like to have rules and like a regiment that I live my life by. I realize that as I get older and more and more recovered, but that was one of my rules. It was never drink before work. And if I, if I woke up still drunk, call in sick, don't go in drunk. Cause that means I'm not an alcoholic. It wasn't even a service to the client. It was that if I drank before work or woke up drunk and I went to work, that was a sign that my alcoholism was out of control. It was like never drink before five, but then five always scooted back to like two or three, depending on whether that <laughs> what was, was going on off, that day. You know? Yeah. 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 There were tons of little tiny rules like that. You know, huh. I, I don't yeah. think that I was ever that regimented. I was, oh, I was a fucking wild card. I didn't matter what it was. I would drink right. whatever. I think tending bar all those years, you know, and you get a little taste of everything. You're like, oh well, yeah, I don't have to get stuck in the rut with, you know, just drinking one thing and. But right. and I near the end, I was drinking before work. I would I did those. Uh, I used to do the the eight a.m. beer slam. Wake yeah. up. Yeah, I mean I've up. done it, but not. I had the day off, you know. No, I'd get up at well, I'd wake up. I'd go to bed at four in the morning. I'd wake up at I'd pass out at four in the morning. I'd wake up at eight. I'd probably pound like a beer or two, and I'd go back to uh-huh. sleep until. I'd try to go back to sleep until 12 or one <laughs> before I had to work. Yeah. And it, it didn't seem any, that just seemed like the right thing to do. That was fine. Yeah. man. that was just part of the party. That yeah. was just part of the, that was part of the deal. Yeah. And, it was part of the deal. Yeah. And to think back and I, I try to be, when I, when I think about people listening to this and people, either people in early recovery, people who are, I assume most people are at least interested in it. Um, yeah. Maybe someone's just making dinner. Maybe. <laughs> but when I think <laughs> about those times, I absolutely saw zero. I didn't even see recovery as a possibility. It was not even in the scope of thoughts other than, gosh, I really need some help, but I don't know what to do. And uh, yeah. I guess this is just how I am and who I am. I mean, there was a there was a big, a huge amount of like denial, maybe. Not denial, but I just accepting the fact that there was no cure. For yeah. what bothered, what ailed this me. This is just, this is going to kill you. This is going to kill me. This is how you die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, that's funny. I, I, Yeah, that's crazy. And I don't. That's not crazy. It's crazy because I totally relate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But now I, I think, oh man, I, I thought about it the other morning. I woke up and I can't remember why. Maybe it was a dream or something. And I, I was just like, God, if I was hung over today, I wouldn't be doing this, you know? Right. I just, and I had kind of had this memory of waking up going, oh, shit. Shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, and, and I don't have to, I don't have to do that today. Yeah. 
And that's... Dude, I am not familiar with my bedroom ceiling like I used to be. Because <laughs> I'd lay in bed hungover and study the ceiling because mm-hmm. I couldn't get out of bed. So I just lay there and stare at the ceiling and hope that I would die. But, you know, I, I, now I don't I couldn't tell you what mark is where on that ceiling because I'm mm-hmm. up and out of bed. You know, or if I'm in bed, I'm going to sleep. It's not laying there in misery, hoping that this is the migraine that does it. You know. Yeah. Celebrating today is not necessarily just how fucked up can I get? How many drinks can I have? How far can I take it tonight? Ah, man. But the celebrations are different, right, too, because of my family and stuff. So the celebrations I have now involve, like, children in a mm-hmm. good way, you know? <laughs> yes. But, yeah, not in a – yeah, not an off way. I don't even – yeah, we're not going down that road. That road's funny. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But we're not. Anyway. Yes. So so these celebrations now are, are they're more familial or they're like my wife works for the school district here, so we'll go to like teachers' parties. They'll throw like a Christmas party or the end of the year party. I love mm-hmm. going to the summer parties for the teachers because it's the last day of school. It's usually right when summer starts or right before and they're done, man. And it's like this all these I always feel like it's all these artists who have collaborated on this thing and now the thing is done and they get a break and then in three months they get to get back together again and collaborate on this thing. And they let loose, man. They get tore up. Like it's some <laughs> drunk ass teachers, you know, and I just get to be passive and watch it all. Like I get to be an observer. To them it's more interesting that I tattoo for a living more than anything else. And they never question why I drink or don't drink, you know. That's... Why I don't drink. I think no one ever asks. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a beautiful way to put it, that the teachers are artists that have collaborated on this big project. It's what called it feels like, right? Third all, grade or fourth grade. All the grades, right? Because they're yeah. dealing with all the... Because even if you're a third grade teacher during recess, you're dealing with like a fifth grade student, mm-hmm. you know? You got to go... And my wife's job is to like deal with the kid who's, you know, ripped a branch off a tree and is swinging it at the other kids, you know? Like... That's her job, right? But it's the mm-hmm. other teachers' job, so they're familiar with the other kids. But yeah, I I I like looking at it that way. You know, I'm like, oh, these people are collaborators. They all work together, and then they all kind of put their little separate problems aside at the end of the year because they're like, we're done. I don't have to see you for three months, so we're mm-hmm. good. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. And you're you you enjoy it regardless of the level of drunkenness that goes on around you drunk myself like me drunk i'd embarrass megan or i'd want to go home i'd get too fucked up or they'd run out of booze i'd be charming as fuck for about an hour and a half and then just after that just just go down the hole now them getting drunk it doesn't bother me as much because they don't get super fucking like i say they get wild but i mean according to the Mm -hmm. life i've been living now you know, they don't get wild as compared to like when I was at, you know, John Henry's down here at the bar in Eugene in the world's dirtiest bathroom, you know, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like taking my shirt off after hours and like, you know, so it's but they do get a little loose. Some of them get a little drunk and it's interesting to watch them because they're more I wouldn't say all of them, but the ones I tend to gravitate toward more tend to be more refined, not refined is the wrong word, but more reserved, reserved about yeah. their shit. Yeah, they're not us, dude. They are definitely not us. <laughs> they're not us in Las Vegas trying to fucking get 10 of us piling into like the shittiest, weirdest limousine, missing a hubcap to go sing karaoke in a fucking casino that died 20 years ago. Right. Know? Yeah. And I, I, you know, it, it, when you talk about sober celebrations or when I think about them and I think about meetings with other, with other alcoholics and, you know, maybe eating a bunch of food and, and, you know, so when you go to celebrate and you go to, you know, when people, when, when normies go, when regular people go, when they drink and it's to kind of get loose and get high and get drunk right. and, and, yeah, get and socialize and, 
And mm. so there's a certain level of one of the things I love now about talking with other alcoholics, meeting with other alcoholics, whether it's just going to have lunch or going to a function of some kind, is that there's a there's a genuine level of um, joy. There's a genuine level of people having a good time and being happy and laughing and smiling and and really actually being actually celebrating their life and being yes proud of things that they have done and being proud of things that you have done right. and it's really that's the weird part man when they're <laughs> proud of you you're like i barely know you and you're proud of me like that still to this day mm-hmm. is unnerving in a positive way but still like i'm not used to that you yeah know? yeah or when people share things with you and you're like, my God, that is my God, you know, I and, yeah. and but they're so happy and relieved that even when the terrible things happen, when family members die and mm-hmm. when shit is not going right at work or their kids are fucking up or whatever it is, there's almost this sort of wash of and not all the time. I don't you know, but often this sort of wash of serenity about it or, or acceptance, yeah. you know, acceptance. I like that word. Yeah. So, so it's really great to sit and talk with these people and it's, it's genuine. It's, it's a real genuine connection. I think that's the yeah. other word too, is mm-hmm. that when I would go to bars, it was always about, cause I wanted to be social, right? Because I wanted right. to see, be around people, meet people, maybe right. um, mostly, but that wasn't, that wasn't really the case. I just wanted to get fucked up and to be right. seen and to maybe be have my alcoholism um have it be have it be accepted, have it be justified, have it be reflected in other people. And if they accepted right. me right. cuz I'm funny and loud and having a good time and I'm like right. big time Johnny over Wild here card. Wild card, yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's what I would go for is to get that sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? That validation. Validation. Thank you very yeah. much. Um, so that's that was the whole thing was just to validate my alcoholism, and there was mm. no genuine connection. I, there were some, but those people are my friends now still, and those people right. were my friends before. Yeah. So, um, you're talking about just out at the bar, like the relationships the of commerce you know like yes. what can you give me what can i give you mm-hmm. not this like oh we like some stuff but most of the stuff we like is the same thing which is booze and what can we give each other mm-hmm. you know yeah. well you know if i was at the bar and the bartender i'd be like hey don't worry about it bartender knows me well the bartender doesn't really give a shit about me the bartender right. knows that i'm going to tip him more than anybody else and the reason right. i tip him more than anybody else is because i know that in about 35 minutes, I'm going to start acting like an asshole and I need to pay for that privilege. (laughs) Correct. And you also know that later on during the week, he's going to wander into your bar and tip you better than anybody else. Cause you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like one hand washes the other. So you're going to serve over serve him fucking Frenette or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he's going to act like a fucking asshole. Yeah. It's all a, it's all a, a relationship of commerce. Not to say that those people aren't genuinely nice people in their own time. Some of them can be. Yeah, it's just like, okay, cool. What can I get off of you and what can you get off of me? And I don't feel that now with people when nah. I when I talk to them, when I meet with them, when when, you know, when I go to a meeting and there's only like 3 of us and yeah. it's like, oh, what the hell are we going to do for the next hour? And it right. ends up being awesome <laughs> and amazing and you're like, wow, right. this is so great. I'm so glad we just right. got to talk. And so that becomes these genuine connections that I 
just it I just feel so much better about myself when I'm when when I'm done. Yeah. And I don't so have to be hung over. No, you don't have to be hung over at all. You I didn't don't. lash you out at anybody. You don't have to sit there the fucking ice pad on your forehead just being like <laughs> buying Pedialyte as a grown ass man, you know? Like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I ah. They actually, I think Pedialyte is putting out some sort of, speaking of. Well, it's good to stay hydrated, I guess. Yeah, yeah. but they're, just, I like, think they're marketing something toward Pedialyte hangovers. Club Rehab, yeah, mm-hmm. sold in Las Vegas. And That's, then they sell in Vegas in I an Eiffel so. Tower with some vodka in it, yeah. Yeah. Woo. But good luck. It's not I mean, necessary. I don't know, man. I, that shit is so funny to me. Well, I, I don't think don't we need to be. To. I, I don't really like the idea of the whole hangover culture anyway, anymore. I used to. I don't either. I felt it was valuable back in the day, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, now I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't hold – I try not to hold resentments over it. But I have this weird, like, because I'm – I don't know if I need to necessarily justify it or, or explain. But I'm, I'm Mexican-American, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I have this, like, weird Latino way of looking at things where when I see someone hungover and I'm like, yeah, ya te ves. Yeah, you see what you did? That's now you learn. Now you learn. That's your way to learn. I mean, there's no sympathy on my end, and it's hard for it's it's difficult because I do want to be one of these serene, meditating fucking. You know what I mean? Like twelve steppers who's like really accepting everyone. But when I see him hungover, I'm just I think it's funny as fuck. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, ya ves. Like you earn that. That's what you get. Now you get to learn. But um, I don't know if that's necessarily. That's probably not a very positive thing to do. Well, it's that's just not that's a your that's your perspective. You know? Yeah, and I don't say it. I think it. Mm-hmm. I rarely say it because it's hard for me to have. It's really funny, and I don't know. I I know we're kind of meandering off the path here, but I don't know if you experience this as well with people you know closely, where it's almost like it's hard for you to have an opinion about drinking things because you feel like they're thinking you're coming from a place of judgment. So I work with a handful of people who like to drink. Mm-hmm. And then I hear them say some dumb shit that, you know, like this is just generally dumb, not just dumb because they're drinking, but just generally dumb. And I can't comment on it, which is probably best for my mental health. But I also don't comment on it because I know they're like, oh, you're just fucking sober buzzing. You know what I mean? Like you're just fucking sobering on all of us. You're just Mm -hmm. being a recovering alcohol. Of course. Yeah. I forgot what they called it. It was called like somebody called me sober tripping. That's what it was. This young guy I worked with, who's a good friend of mine, said something wild, and I I fucking commented on. It. He's like, "Oh, you're just sober tripping on me." And so now I've learned to like kind of pocket that because that's the last thing I want to be is like the judgmental sober guy, you know? Yeah, I don't. Um, but in my I, brain, I'm like, of course you feel awful. It's not the flu. Yeah, you drank a fifth of vodka last night, stupid. <laughs> well, and I, and and I think when people. People that I um, I off, I work in an industry where um, there's lots of young people, people in their twenties, right. people who yeah. like to party and like to party hard, as Andrew WK would say. He does um, say that. And these are people who will, you know, do all kinds of powders and potions and drink until, you know, until it, they drink it like a Harry Potter. I don't you know. It sounds like Hogwarts, <laughs> like powders and potions. Go ahead. Well, Sorry, pa- I just pictured oh, Hogwarts. That's I'm, all. I'm assuming it's probably um, Fireball and Cocaine, Jerry. That's, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which they have that at Hogwarts. I yeah, <laughs> they yeah. should. Um, yeah. And so they come in to work in the evening, and they look frightful, and they're hurting, and they're in pain, and they're 
so hungover and talking about we did this and we went over here and we did this and we were out and then no we didn't even go out we just ended up over at so-and-so's house doing such and such and and i'm just sitting there i'm going like i can't believe you're here and and one of them one of the one of the people said something i know that i know that i probably gave myself alcohol poisoning and it's really not anything to uh give a gold star to but i really think i earned a gold star for my for my work tonight yeah and i was thinking i just said yeah you should uh you should give yourself a gold star i'm glad yeah. you're still here you know like i don't i don't really i try not to say anything to it other than yeah why yeah. would you do that if you had to work and only because i know that i had done the exact same thing probably not even 10 years ago right i don't know yeah so it's 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 difficult it's I think it's like our baser selves, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to sober trip on anybody because they're sober tripping, son. <laughs> they're hashtag. There, but by the grace of God, go I. I think is the phrase exactly that, right. That we need to remember. <laughs> but then they say they would say that to me in the meetings, and I would get resentful of mm-hmm. it. Like I would, not as much now, but I would. I'd be like, "What are you sober tripping on me for? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you recovery tripping on me for, man? I I know, I know that I'm just one toke over the line, or get one off my toke back, away man. from it. I yeah. get it. Get off my back i want to harbor a tiny resentment mm-hmm. but see that's what it is right it's that little resentment that gr- turns you know yeah watermelon seed into a watermelon <laughs> i just can't know? i just can't get into it too much and i don't want to i'm not here to judge anyone and when people Word. are really excited i was working with this one girl and she's doing her dry january and she's like i have all this <laughs> energy and i'm just so glad it's busy tonight and blah blah mm-hmm. blah and blah 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 and blah 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 and she was just like so hyper and i and I said, you're not usually like this. She's like, usually I'm just hung over or something to that effect. You know, I don't remember exactly yeah. what she said, but yeah. something that she, uh-huh. she's like, I'm just never, I'm never sober like this. Mm-hmm. This is great. We cleaned the closet, me and my roommate last night. And I was like, well, yeah. maybe that will lead to something more positive. Maybe, you know, yeah. you know? I, I just, Who knows? I find that I find the celebrations in sobriety are much more meaningful, fulfilling, yeah. um, yeah. They, they, you know, it's not, there's not, it's not, it's not snorting a line or doing a shot and you get that instant like pop of like, you know, euphoria that's immediately yeah. followed by where's more. I need more. Where's more. Like, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like this sort of, I get to celebrate it every day. I get to celebrate it tomorrow. I get to celebrate it right now. Um, it's this long, it's, it's sustainable, you know, and it's not always, I mean, you talk about finding contentment i don't look for necessarily euphoria anymore but i also don't have to feel the devastation right so i think that that is such a wonderful thing to to kind of find that contentment yeah be be in a place where when something good happens to you you can really enjoy it relish it have 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 enjoy the moment for what it really is rather than be oblivious to it or miss out on it entirely how many how many good real positive things did you miss out on because you couldn't get up in the morning all of them so (laughs) many of them dude like my kid's first birthday party it wasn't even that i couldn't get up in the morning i just got fucked up at my daughter's first birthday party like i just Mm -hmm. got shit faced like to the point where they were like yeah, it's time for you to go to bed, man. You know what I mean? Like, I miss those things. Those are mm-hmm. things I missed, you know? 
I get to do other things. I don't know if they'll ever replace those things, but I get to do other newer things and I get to experience those things. Mm-hmm. And those things have significance to me. And, and you know, I mean, we only get a finite amount of time. We might as well pack a little bit of significant shit in there, you know, other than just walking through the desert to a Walmart to buy a fifth Evan Williams. I mean, that's, I don't know. Look at that pretty rock. That's feel yeah. like shit. Yeah. That's... You know what I'm saying? Is that a snake or a tire? You're only you're only hoping that moment, or you're only you're only looking forward to getting back on that couch and having a drink, and that's it. Yeah, fuck that. You know what I'm saying though? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I'm like, fuck that. I got at least if I'm sitting on the couch now, I'm doing something. You know, and I want to another thing. Here's here's a great example of um, for those of you who who listen to the podcast regularly, you probably know. And if you don't, that Jerry and I do not live in the same town and we do not record this in the same room. Um, So that being said, we don't see each other in person very often. In fact, the last time that we saw each other was uh, like October in 2016. Yeah. And through the amazing, you know, uh, sobriety of myself and my girlfriend and Jerry and his wife and his family, you know, we were able to make this weekend happen and it was super cool. And, you know, we got to go see Mike Doty and, and, uh, and hang out and eat some sushi. And, you know, this, this March. Yeah. Remember we went to that sushi place? Yeah. 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 Anyway, sauce on the side these days, huh, Jerry? We're counting the calories. Just cucumber rolls for me, thank you. <laughs> um, but so another thing that's happening this year is that Mike Doty is out on tour doing the Ruby Vroom uh, 25 year anniversary show. So he's doing all the songs from the Soul Coughing album. Those of you who don't know who Soul Coughing is, go check it out. Go very popular in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, cool. I don't know. They 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 called it slacker jazz, but it's 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 bigger. It's deeper. It's more interesting than that name would would lend itself to it but he's coming to portland so my girlfriend and i are going to fly up to portland we're going to meet up with jerry and his wife and we're going to go to a show and we're yeah. going to go probably eat some we're going to probably go try to find some gluten-free uh vegan pizza or vegetarian pizza oh man i got you this is you <laughs> okay. this is or- portland oregon we'll uh, just walk outside they'll probably have it at the venue <laughs> So we are, uh, and I wouldn't be able to do this if he, if either of us were still drinking. This would not be in the cards to be able no, to. No, not at all. No, to be able to put up, put together, you know, a birthday weekend for me and and uh, my girlfriend's oh, it is a birthday weekend. For it is. Fuck, it is. Yeah, so, and for Megan too, I guess. What? What's? Yeah. Well, I mean, Megan's it's a little late in, well. in the month. She's a it's like. Mm-hmm. But um, but so I mean, that's such a big deal to me to be able to to get excited about going to see a show to get excited about we're going over the weekend and we're going to stay in a hotel and we're going to go and eat out yeah. because I don't really do that too much. Um, so, I mean, what that's, those are the kinds of things, those are the kinds of celebrations and connections and, and just fun stuff that I get excited for. Yeah. And don't feel like yeah. I'm missing out because I don't have a cocktail in my hand. Yeah. Because Dude, we're not, yeah. We're not, um, we're not beer bonging, or <laughs> whatever. You know what I mean? Because we're not like, <laughs> yes. Because we're not getting fucked up, so we miss the first half of the show, and then we kind of stumble well, in. Yeah, and... we'd stumble in, and, and then yeah, and then just spend the rest of it in the bar. We we know how this song goes. Mm-hmm. Like, Both yeah, songs, been there. the song he's playing, and the song we're playing in the bar. Mm-hmm. You know, like, damn. Dude. Yeah, we could, dude. We should just go play this on the uh, on the jukebox because. 
you know, I there I can go I can go over there and get a cocktail instead of yeah. being stuck at the fucking beer tent or whatever. And so yeah, and I, um yeah. that kind of stuff is really cool. I you know, speaking of uh beer bongs and um I wanted to share we got a letter from uh, a listener um and this is somebody who Jerry and I and I'm and we don't need to talk names here but nah. um this is somebody who Jerry and I knew very very well um and I think you guys were friends before I met him but um Yeah. But we knew well back in our early 20s and I remember he used to throw these awesome you know, house parties. He had this big, huge house with a bunch of dudes and big backyard. And there was always some dogs running around. And I think there might've been a hot tub, but I don't remember, but really great guy. And, um, I haven't heard from him in forever and Jerry hadn't either. And I just remember, um, being an absolute mess at these things. And I would embarrass myself constantly, but I got this, So I got this email that I wanted to share with our listeners, um, and it just says, John, I think, (laughs) and hope, uh, I am in the early stages of alcohol recovery. I don't know what the fuck it all means yet, but I'm, I'm diving in to see if I can figure it out. I have started listening to you and Jerry's podcast. It's awesome. Because I know you two, because I know you two from our younger lives, and because it's speaking to me now. I appreciate your laughter. It makes me feel good. I only just got done hearing G from last year. I am grateful for what you are doing, and, and well, it would be fucking stupid not to say so right now. I hope you are well, brother. So I haven't gotten, you know, I, I haven't gotten any emails in a while from anybody, and, and that's fine. I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not, it's not a pity party on my You're part. You're not fishing, but, fishing for emails. <laughs> but it's like, this, that was really something special, not just because... Because it's cool to hear that from anybody, but to yeah to hear it from somebody that we both you knew. know yeah so yeah I, I think it's I think it's great that this person is I mean why would I not think it's great that this mm-hmm. person is doing this We have a whole podcast dedicated around being fucking sober and recovering and stuff, and I wish them the best. I hope it I hope they find something you know what I mean in it, and I hope they see something in it that'll help them get through it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's a bitch in the beginning. It's always yeah. hard. It's never easy. No, no, no. But so that kind of stuff is yeah. yeah. That kind of stuff is something thing. that is really something to celebrate. As somebody who's making yeah, a life change. Absolutely. <laughs> Fuck yeah, we celebrate. I'm gonna celebrate that tonight with some so, tacos. Yes. Megan made some tacos. The meat is a little suspect. I'll talk about it next week if it is. It's been frozen for, I don't know. I think it's been, in, it's like a chuck roast or something. It's been in our freezer for over a year. And she cooked it and it's a little gamey. It's not gamey enough that I have to. But it's not, but I'm, it's not elk? I'm concerned. It's not elk. No, no. It's beef, right? But it's a little, but now she, I think she's putting potatoes and tomatoes and like Chile and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. So to cover up that, so I'm like even more worried because I'm like, Dang, dude! If you give me food poisoning, I'm gonna be fucking bummed. What's she life? never cooks either, so I should totally right. What's, What's life, life without, without a little risk? adventure, a little risk? Hey, you gotta risk it to get the biscuit, dude. You know. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. 
And you can reach us at A is for alcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs>